Hello and welcome to Reality Blows. My name is Nick Maritato. I'm Ashley Brooke Robert. This is a podcast all about reality television. Especially on this episode. Because this particular episode, we will be recapping the challenge. Season 36, Double Agents, Licensed to Killer Cam. That's right. It is the first episode of a brand new season. I mean, really, folks. Wow. Wow. For one, am pumped. Uh, we just watched the episode last night, and uh, we have taken our notes, and we will be recapping this episode and every single episode of the 36th season of The Challenge, so stick with us. Make sure you subscribe to us. If you're interested in other recaps that we've done, well, you can check back on this feed uh, you know, from whenever the last season was airing, because we did the last season and the season before that and the season before that. Um, and also, for you folks who want extra content from us, well, Check our Patreon, patreon.com forward slash reality blows, and you can listen to us, me and Ashley, recap a retro season of the challenge. We recapped fresh meat, okay, the first fresh meat that's season 12, and uh, we're going to be, uh, so we, we kept our uh, recapping knives sharp, didn't we, Ashley? That's right. And you know what I think is interesting? That was season 12. We got players from that season who are showing up here in season 36. I mean, for real, for real. We have Darrell, folks. Wow, um, welcome back. Yeah, I know. It's 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 a lot of fun uh, that Darrell is back. I mean, we're going to get into a whole bunch of that crap as we recap this episode. Um, I do want to ask you, Ashley, um, did you, what were your, what did you anticipate for this first episode? Did you feel like that you would be uh, you know, it would meet meet your expectations. Did you feel like you didn't want to get your hopes up because it's only a first episode, so you weren't as excited? I mean, what, what was your feeling going into last night? To be honest, I was kind of like, let's get over it, you know? Like, let's figure out what the rules are. Because the first episode is really like, hey, meet the cast, figure out the rules. And then the week after that, you start to see things happen socially. And um, this went above and beyond my expectations because right out the gate, within the first 30 minutes, we had things already in the works and it wasn't just an episode laying groundwork. And that's what I really liked about it. This was an action-packed episode. Action-packed. It was a lot of fun to watch. Um, My uh, feelings on it going in were, um, okay, uh, we're we're about to start recapping the challenge. Got to get back into the recap mode. Um, And so I was more thinking about this podcast, which kind of kept my expectations normalized, Mm. I guess you would say. Mm -hmm. Um, And then once we jumped into it, it just washed over me that a new season of um, what I've claimed to be my favorite show for many, many years uh, has begun. And we are now jumping on into a whole new journey. And also uh, coming off of our off season, when we recapped Fresh Meat season 12 over on the Patreon, it sort of reminded me of the humble beginnings of this show. And that was about mid- that was 12 seasons in. But really, um, it was, I would say, fresh meat around that time. You know, the previous season, I think season 11 is when Johnny Bananas uh, had his uh, inaugural challenge season. Um, so around season 10, 11, 12, that's kind of when the, I would say, the new wave of the challenge began. It was when they really dropped the sort of real world road rules thing and and started to become its own show. It wasn't just some sort of a weird spin-off that they could do with the characters they've created on the network and the off seasons. It was the show. And uh, from then on in, the show really heated up and I and I feel like that's when it really started to hit his stride around Fresh Meat and especially Fresh Meat because it was the first time that a format was introduced to us where a person that we had never seen before 
was on our challenge, you know? Mm, mm-hmm. And it's, although it's not exactly the same in the past few seasons, it sort of is. A lot of these people are new to us, Ash. I mean, yes, they have fame in other realms, but yeah. not, not exactly the world that we live in. So, I mean, today we're going to meet a couple of people that we had never seen before. And, you know, did they make a mark on, on us on this first episode? I guess we'll find out. But I think Fresh Meat was, um, we didn't plan it that way. But I think it was kind of the perfect season to watch to sort of um, uh, juxtapose the season that we're about to watch. So And, I, and wildly different. Wildly oh different. I mean, let's just say that the fact that those shows were a half hour long and without commercials over on the CBS All Access app, I mean... They're coming in 23 <laughs> minutes, tops. I mean, we were watching, we were just cramming two down and doing two recaps at a time. I mean, it was so easy. These are 90-minute episodes, and I don't think there was a commercial for the first half hour. And thank God. Thank God that they have stuck to this 90-minute format. I, I agree with you. When, when this episode started, I got that feeling of it washing over me and the excitement and the feeling of a new a new season and the feeling of just I'm going to be entertained for the next few weeks. Thank you. You know, I don't have to keep watching Old Survivor. Not that there's any problem with Old Survivor. <laughs> Not that there's anything wrong with that. <laughs> but I know who wins with Old Survivor. Well, also, this, we're, we're watching an old season of Big Brother right we're now. We're watching so. an old season of Big Brother. <laughs> so that's why we're not watching Survivor. You know, this is going to be entertainment that is unspoiled, that could unfold however it chooses. And I'm, I'm excited to see a lot of these people back. Absolutely. Super excited to see you back. And I guess um, it's worth mentioning before we actually get into the recap that we uh, we finally have some competition in the podcasting challenge world. I mean, it's been a while since we were the only game in town. <laughs> yep, I'm we're being the sarcastic. Only... I'm being sarcastic. There's a million challenge podcasts. Only we're not challenge a challenge podcast. podcast, though, folks. That's the thing. Please you, never call us that. You know that. And don't expect us to be a challenge podcast. <laughs> we can't. We get facts wrong. And we thought about it. We don't want to do it. It's not for us. We do like to recap them when they're on, so we're glad that you folks are on the uh, journey with us. But we do have, there's a sh- there's now a big shark in the waters, folks. Yeah, MTV has an official podcast. I I feel like this isn't fair. You know what I mean? It's kind of, you know, it's like, it's almost as if like, you know, the New York Giants, um, you know, are, are making a run for the playoffs right now. And then um, the post game of the New York Giants is just the New York Giants. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because Tori and Anissa are the hosts. They're on the friggin' show. Yeah. I, I Don't you think there's a conflict of interest there? This can't possibly be a great podcast because they can't ruin things. I know. Yeah. And, and they can't talk about behind the scenes stuff. I mean, they can't, they can't get into the nitty gritty or can they, I'll tell you what, guess who subscribed last night? <gasps> Your boy. Wow. It's not up yet. I thought that they would do a primer. They didn't yeah. do a primer. They, they don't didn't know anything. go over a cast list. They Come did. on, we did that on Monday's episode. Did you guys listen to that? They did a they did a one minute. What they do is the trailers. Now they'll do like a one minute trailer. That's just to get everybody subscribed and the algorithms moving. But they didn't do a primer, and I thought that was kind of interesting that they decided not to go over the cast list and hmm. stuff like that. So I'm I'm really curious. Is this going to be like a 15 minute podcast every day? Um, are they going to do like an hour with like a guest and get into it? What has MTV leaned? into because they've obviously obviously seen with folks like us we're, we're kind of small on the totem pole <laughs> but low on the totem pole but us but like like after buzz which Challenge is just mania. which is just a network full of recappers that recap all of the mtv entities and they do numbers and i would say they do numbers that rival the numbers that people who watch the show so um they're they're like hey this is the wave of the future why don't we just start recapping our own show i i am 
very curious. And I'm sure today it'll drop. And so maybe it's out right now. I haven't checked. But I'm going to re- be reporting back on this uh, as the episodes go on. Maybe during our Monday shows, just letting you know what I think about it. But I just find it fascinating. And Tori and Anissa, here's the thing. Like, I'm interested in that. I'm, yeah. I, they're not my favorites, but they could have chosen some people who I were like, uh, I don't think so. I'm not really interested. But the fact that Anissa is running this, and I kind of feel like Anissa has been there for so many years and is such a good uh, talker when it comes to this show. I'm wondering, is this going to be the best challenge podcast? Am I going to be going to the challenge for my podcasting now? Who knows? Who knows? Bill Simmons also has a new podcast. He's doing a full-on challenge challenge recap podcast? I'm pretty sure. Wow. I'm pretty sure. Guys, don't quote me on that, but I did see something late in my scrolling last night. He is the only guy, and I'm saying not guy with like a a man, but only Only person. person that when I was a fanatic of this show that I could look to who to was actually also watching the show and was like a, a notable personality. Mm-hmm. At this point, you know, back I would say in the um, you know, you know, seasons 20 around there when I was just like fanatically watching the show every week and I had like one friend I would talk to about it. Um I had nobody else to turn to, and Bill Simmons was a super fan of the challenge. And he and Chuck Klosterman used to go on uh, uh, either, I guess it was Bill Simmons' original radio show, and they would talk about the challenge. And I didn't know Chuck Klosterman was a huge challenge fan, but I was a big fan of Chuck Klosterman even more than Bill Simmons because I'm a sports guy, but not like that. I mm-hmm. did read his basketball book. He's he's one of those guys, Bill Simmons, where when he writes about something, even if you're not that interested in it, you're like, I'm kind of interested in this. Mm-hmm. Same thing with Chuck Klosterman. His first book, I think it was the first book, Coco Puffs and whatever. Yeah. All the essays were just about the real world, you know, Saved by the Bell. It was all like 90s. He was like in on that sort of 90s nostalgia before a lot of people. And it kind of hit me right where, you know. He gotcha. My age range. And those two guys used to talk about the challenge like it was sports for like an hour on a, on a radio show. And I couldn't believe it. I got to be honest. I'm going to subscribe to Bill Simmons uh, if he's doing a straight up challenge. Pod. I know he still talks about it and he got more into it during quarantine because there was no sports to watch. Well, it is a sport. OK, so let's uh, let's say it's a sport. We can respect it as a sport. It's America's fifth. What, what did the Johnny Bananas call it? I think he calls it America's fifth favorite sport. Yeah. Um, something like that. And also, um, I, oh, crap, what was I going to say? You're going to say that it is time. <laughs> to start our recap guys we're so excited to jump into this and so there's only one way to do it and that's to jump right into it ash this episode is called license to killer cam and it is spelled k-i-l-l-e-r and i want to know why if you know why it's not spelled k-i-l-l-a as killer cam calls herself let me know i'm curious nick couldn't care less I want to know why they made that decision. Well, Killa Cam is Killa is Cameron, but Cameron is spelled with a C. Cameron's yeah. a rapper, and originally he went by Killa Cam. So maybe they were trying to avoid something there, Some or sort of a the the MTV people who write the the episodes for you know to be listed were like, oh yeah, it's Killer Cam, and we'll write that down with an ER. I I have, I have no idea, but you did take note, and I didn't, and that's why I love you, Ash. 
So the opening starts with some coordinates on the screen, and then we see the northern lights. We see TJ in what appears to be a bunker looking over a screen of past footage. It's like he's taking notes. Um, he has this very sort of Cold War vibe going on. He's wearing a, a, a pea coat, and there seems to be some a feeling of espionage. All of a sudden, he's in a helicopter, and then we see the helicopter. It's kind of flying over these five Humvees that are driving down the road. Uh, hard to tell where we are, but it does feel very like action movie. It feels very, um, like I said, Cold War. There's a feeling, a, a familiar feeling here. And um, the Humvees stop and the first person out, first person we see out of the Humvees is Corey. And then everyone else comes out. Corey is our first interview. Okay. Corey's the first interview. He talks about seeing, um, Lolo there. He talks about seeing Natalie. And then in the first interview, Corey shits on Josh. That is the first thing we get to see and hear on this show, other than helicopters and snow and mountains, is Corey's beautiful face popping up and shitting on Josh's head. And to me, I just looked at Ash. I go, wow, that's a good omen. Yeah, <laughs> he gonna, said. This is going to be a good season. That's what he, I wrote it down. Nick goes, this is going to be a good season. Yeah. TJ lands. He gives the copter pilot a hand signal. He runs his hands through his hair. He walks up. Ashley Mitchell says, looking good, TJ. Um, Nam, in an interview, this is our second interview, by the way, a newbie, a rookie, second interview in the first episode, says, I think this guy means danger. I think this guy ne- means danger. Um, and I, I assume I, Nam seems to be a Nordic gentleman, right? Is he from uh, Slovenia or something? He's got some sort of Icelandic accent to him. Um, and, uh, so anytime he speaks, um, I'm sorry, but I'm getting turbo vibes from him a little bit. There's just a little bit of turbo vibes. Something tells me he's not as angry. Um, uh, <laughs> he does seem way more chill. You know why? Cause I think he's tall. I <laughs> Come think, on. I'm, so, I'm sorry, but I think that's the truth. Anyway, we're going to get into Nam in a little bit, but I want to throw it back to when he gets out of that chopper, when TJ gets out of that chopper, he looks at that, um, uh, the guy who's, who's uh, flying the, the helicopter, pilot. the pilot, couldn't think of his name. <laughs> um, and he throws like a like a hang ten, like a like a Hawaiian guy yeah, sort hang of hang loose, hang loose, hey, that's lo- what it hang is. loose, man. <laughs> and it's just the coolest hang loose. And like th- Nick lost his shit, by the way, when this happened, Nick was like, oh, man, did you see that hand signal? We got to rewind and watch it again. <laughs> Listen, it's not just about the hand signal. It was really about how the cast was reacting to him. They were looking at him like, oh, my God, it's TJ. Like yeah. losing it, laughing, swooning. It was a moment. I mean, I mean, not to take it back and we won't we won't do this much, but this is the first episode. But taking it back to fresh meat. I mean, that TJ where he would like show up with bedhead like yeah. or hat hair. Yeah, like clearly <laughs> he had just taken his hat off, like his hat his, his hair is smushed down. Cut to this suave motherfucker here, man. And I'll yeah. tell you what, uh I was swooning myself in my, on, on my own couch. TJ says, "Welcome to the land of fire and ice." And this is when we realize that TJ under under TJ is a little name plate and he is being billed as handler. He's being billed as handler. Not host. Not host. 
And then I go, I look at Nick and I'm like, man, there's a real private spy vibe going on here, like a, a spy espionage vibe. And then TJ starts talking about how these are elite agents. And I'm like, oh, right, duh. This is called double agents. They're going for a whole spy agent thing. It's a, it's a spy motif. It really is. Now, throughout this episode, they use things like, uh, I mean, don't hear them say handler, but they're calling people, you know, it is double agents. There, there's just he does introduce himself as their handler. Okay, so this is just like the jargon here, the spy jargon. I, it, it's not getting in the way of my enjoyment, but it is a little corny and it's weird. Well, you didn't like that later in the episode. They keep saying that um, double agents or agents have been compromised, right? And I you didn't... were like, ah, I don't know about this compromise. So here's what I what has gotten me past this. I've decided that this game really is like a game you would play at a party, like a party game. Um, Because that's sort of what they've stolen, that like the, uh, what is it, a werewolf. Yeah, mafia. mafia. Yeah. Where it's kind of corny, but like this is just the game. And I, that got me past the corniness of this because nobody in the ch- challenge cast is pretending is going to pretend that they're a spy. Right. But they know that the rules of this specific challenge are spy related. Well, you know, you say that and then we get our third interview of the episode, which is good old Nelson. Glad to see him back. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And he, By almost everybody. <laughs> and he says he's got to give himself a spy nickname. He starts calling himself Double Nelly T. Yeah. Well, first he goes, maybe I'll be uh Double O Nelly. And then he's like, oh, okay, how about just double Nelly T? Or no, he says double, double ne- Nelly. He says double then- Nelly. Then he goes, okay, double Nelly T. But the the idea that you would see the nickname, like you would see 007, obviously James Bond, right? Um, and then you were like, how can I make that like for me? But yeah. like James Bond's name wasn't 007. It was, you know, it was James Bond and, and he was known as 007. So right. he's he's Nelly T. He would be known maybe as like 0069, something fun, yeah. you would say. Yeah. You know, but like you instead you're like, no, I'm, yeah, I need one just like uh, 007 has his nickname. I'm going to be double Nelly T. Now, if you just wrote double Nelly T down or if you like met somebody and you were like, hey, what's up? What's your name? You'd be like, I'm double Nelly T. No one could ever infer that that was a 007 thing unless 007 was right next to the to your double Nelly T name. So I'm just going to find that to be comical. Right. You expect him to be like, uh, call me T, Nelly T. Yes, yeah, some <laughs> other discernible some other reference. Bond. I'm T, Nelly T. But to just call himself double Nelly T just doesn't do anything for me, and yet it does everything. This is when I go, hey, we've got three interviews so far. And they've all been guys. What's up with that? And then boom, bada boom, bada bang. MTV hits us with our fourth interview. And it's Cam. Thank God. Uh, This is a good sign. Cam's our fourth interview. Good sign. Well, then you also saw the name of the episode as you click play. And you realize, well, this might be a Cam-heavy episode. And and guess what, folks? It is. It is a Cam-heavy episode. So there's a reason why we're seeing her first here. Is this going to be a Cam-heavy season? I think so. I'm I'm here for it. Me too. I mean, she, she was it's about not, time. She wasn't on this season last year, right? She was, Correct. Um, was she on the previous? I yes. think so. So the fact that she's on this show, I mean, we, we, we get to learn a little bit more about what's been going on in her home life, um, you know, and, uh, you know, it, it's it seems like they're building something for Cam and Leroy here, at least in this first episode. I mean, we're going to talk about it. I'm really, you know, I'm really hopeful that they are. I really am. TJ says, um, you have a chance to win right now. 
We're going to play um, a little, we're going to do a challenge, not play a game. I don't think TJ would ever say we're going to play a little game. He says we're going to do a challenge called Mission Decryption. The way it works is you have to run up a mountain, grab a capsule, memorize the color code on it, run back down to your station, duplicate that code, detonate your station. So we are doing a detonation thing again. So that was sort of the thing you hated from last season was explosions. But I found this to be sort of once things were a quote unquote detonated to be pretty lackluster. It wasn't like blowing something up in the distance like last season. I didn't even notice the explosions. There you go. So the thing about this is that there is just one capsule on top of this mountain to look at and it's going to be done in a girl group and a guy group. And so they're going to be fighting over this capsule. And, and TJ says that you're going to get dirty. This is going to be um, we're, we're going to be rolling around. We're going to be attacking each other. We get a little note from Casey who tells us that she played uh, female football full tackle. So I'm excited about I'm excited to see what we're going to see. I mean, that's I've never seen all ladies football. Me full neither. Tackle. I'm going to have to Google that. That seems pretty brutal. Boom. They take off. Who goes to the front? It's Lolo, the Olympian. I mean, and she really goes to the front, folks. And she's and she, she like leaps over the mountain. Well, I mean, that makes sense because in her interview, she talks about how she is like literally at one time the, the fastest and best hurdler on the planet. In an interview, Devin says she breaks the sound barrier. Yeah. But moments later, after she wraps her hands around the capsule, Tori comes up and steals it crazy um it was awesome we get an interview from nani saying like how am i going to memorize this capsule kyle in an interview is talking about how like nani is really good you know we play the same i like nani anisa in an interview well, well no he says i like nanny nanny he does he do that nanny yeah which i find to be weird by the way this this first see this first scene was a lot of like interviews and and i liked it because it's reminding us who's there it's giving us some insight Folks, there's a lot of people here i mean it looks like there's 30 people on I the think cast there might be. i mean it's it's wild how many people are on this cast anisa says in an interview i always make it to almost the final and then I go home. It's the worst feeling in the entire world. Ashley has an interview. I don't really remember what she says, but I know that she has like a real Shirley Temple vibe going on. Yeah, it you took more off. note of her tight curl. <laughs> um, Darrell in an interview starts making fun of Nicole's voice. And I'm like, because Nicole is like shouting out colors to Lolo for some reason. First off, why is Nicole immediately working with Lolo? Uh, it like, seems smart. Does it not? No, she should try and connect with the people she knows there, not like jump ship for a rookie. Um, I found it weird. Do they have a history? No, I don't think they have any history. I, just, she's not a champ. She would have had to be a champ to be on champs versus stars or yeah, pros, yeah. right? And she's not a champ, so she wasn't on that. And and Lolo was on champs versus pros, and she was on Big Brother All-Stars, and she wasn't on that. I, I assume she looked at Lolo and was like, "Okay, I'm gonna par if if we're gonna, you know, win this thing, I'm gonna uh, hitch my wagon to this incredibly tall, fast, athletic human." I think that it's very funny that I saw Nicole and I was like, "Oh God, gotta listen to Nicole all season." Hopefully not. And then Darrell makes fun of her voice. It's universally mockable. Yeah, it's which her I thing. 
it's her, her thing. thing. You're right. It it's is her, her thing. thing. She loves it. It is her thing. She loves it. We hate it, but we hate to love it. And she we loves hate, that we hate it. We yeah. hate to love it. You know, now as I'm saying this, I do think I remember at some point her saying it was a speech impediment. And so I feel bad for not liking. But it's how a speech can, impediment. Goyle. Her accent is so intense. It's Staten Island mixed with impediment. Well, okay. I take it back. I'm sorry about your voice, Nicole. We're very close to Staten Island right now. You better watch out. You know what, Nicole? I freaking love your voice. What do you think about that? Cam in an interview says um, everyone's like they're working together, but like my one brain is going to be better than anyone's two brains. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? I like the confidence and she is really bringing it in the interviews. Um, I like the confidence. I do find that to be something that you'd write in a script for somebody who's dumb to say, right? I thought it was a fun little thing, and I think it, it was a moment where I realized, like, Cam's interview style has drastically matured. Except for the fact she's still yelling. I don't think she's yes, yelling she as is. much. Yes, no. she is. I, think... I took note of it. I know for a fact that I was like, oh, she's still doing that thing. Okay. Mm. She's really not relaxed. Her, her She's just like, she, she interviews from the balls of her feet. Do you know what I mean? She's like pouncing on the microphone. She's ready to go. Yeah. She's bringing the she's energy. She's projecting. Well, I prefer that than a laid back. Oh, uh, well, sometimes I like a laid back. You know who's very laid back? Who? Theo on Fresh Meat. Theo on Fresh Meat. Yes. One of uh, a classic challenger and a fantastic interview when he was on this show. Poor, piss poor comedian. Sorry. Liv from Shipwrecked, a show we know nothing about, has an interview that makes Nick laugh. Because she's talking about how good her memory is. And she's like, ask any of my ex-boyfriends. I know exactly what they were doing, what day, when. Why'd that make you laugh? Because it was just like, a, a like wh- how is this person, she's boasting about her memory. I'm like, this sounds like something a stupid person says. <laughs> and then she followed it up with like, what I would say is a stupid response. <laughs> Leroy in an interview says, Cam and him are officially together. Yeah. Woo, cue the the sweet sound effects on this podcast. Bubbles, hearts popping up into the air. So excited to see these two. We see Ashley helping Big T with her station. She's like, your colors are backwards. You got to change it. You got to change it. CT is like doing like a voice as a reporter from the sidelines while he's surrounded by the guys. This might be the only time I understand what CT is saying this episode. Yeah, he's he is like in full grumble mode. Yeah, full grumble mode the entire episode. And then, bada boom, bada bang, who wins? The female group, Anissa. You know, and it's wild that she wins, and it's a great win. It feels good at home. It feels good over there on the challenge, you could tell. It's uh, it's wonderful. Um, the reason she wins is because she... It's it, it really didn't come down to how fast he got those colors. It came down to memorization. And she just took her time with it. Uh, I don't know if she was in that pack, that scrum of people who were trying to, uh, to rip this thing out of each other's hands. I mean, it really turned super physical. And that's why I like this challenge. It, I mean, these people were like running uh, uh, at full speed, diving on this thing like it was a, a loose football during a game. And um, it got physical. And, and I had talked to Ashley, you know, probably between the men and the women's heat. Um, and I was like, I really like this challenge. Yeah, you because said this is an awesome challenge. I like it because um, you're getting to see this challenge, which is really just like memorization and who it's a little race and a little puzzle. Um, but you're they have now packed the challenge with ninety nine point nine percent physically athletic 
prowess people, yeah. right? And it's just fun to watch these people compete their asses off in something like this. Because if you and I and a bunch of other losers <laughs> were doing this, it would be la- it would seem lazy and lame. But watching these people compete in this uh, challenge, um, it was just like fun as hell to yeah. watch them because they all really wanted it and we're going to do anything they could to get it um and we get to see anisa with uh with a big win it, it was it was a lot of fun there happy for anisa you know this podcast loves anisa we've been talking about her on the pod from before she came back to the franchise um now it's time for the guys to go it's the men's turn we get a little interview from fessy and he's just saying you know he's here for his family he's doing it for his family and this was fessy's sort of like mo last season i'm here for my family doing it for my family the guys immediately turn into a huge dog fight on top of the mountain trying to get the capsule and ct hits west in the face with the shoe I mean, it's a moment, folks. Um, he is trying to grab the capsule, but he grabs someone's shoe, and then he's like, what is this, a fucking shoe? And he throws it over his shoulder. It immediately pops Wes full he, in the he face. He actually doesn't even throw it over his shoulder. What he does is he kind of like, he throws it behind his back, like up and back. Um, I mean, you folks probably watched this. Um, and it, I mean, it couldn't have hit Wes at a faster speed, uh, more directly in the center of his face. I mean, it was wild, but there was also no blood and he didn't have a broken nose and Wes wasn't like thrown off the show uh, because of it, you know? So it was fun to laugh at. And boy, oh boy, did MTV take the moment with their 90 minutes that they have to replay this thing in slow motion. Everyone loses their shit while it happened, and then MTV just really did the audience a huge favor and played it back over and over again, and it got funnier each time we watched it. Um, We get a little interview from Anissa saying, good old Fessy. You know, she's watching him out there. She goes, good old Fessy, man of little words. Then we get an interview from Leo, um, who is new to the cast. Yeah, Leo Rush from the WWE. He says he's doing it for his family. Then we get an interview from Michi, who is from... He's from X on the Peak Season 3, I believe we... X on the Beach. Beach. Season three, which we bailed on halfway through. That was the Marie Marie Devon season. Arguably worst season. Who and he um he says, you know, he well, by the way, he's most famous for what, Nick? I believe he dated Black China. There you go. And he talks about growing up poor. So we get a little um, you know, we get a little peek into his history. And so the men are going, they're going, they're going, they're going. And drum roll please. Bum bum. Fessy wins. Well, I'll tell you what, Fessy winning this first one. I mean, this is Fessy's game to lose uh, still, I think, uh, as far as the boys go. Um, Agreed. I mean, who knows what Nam's going to do? He's a big guy. I know, but Fessy has now, he has friends on this show. I mean, he was brand new. I mean, he came in with a couple of Big Brother people last season, but brand new, and and the guy was a tank last season. And uh, I feel like this is going to turn into the Fessy show real quick. Um, hey, I'm here for it. So uh, I know you love Fessy, Ash, a little too much. He's hot. <laughs> and he's a, he's sweet. Is he sweet? We'll he, see. He's always talking about doing it for his family. <laughs> he, he's always talking about doing it with his family. He's a perv. <laughs> no. All right. Um, what comes next? TJ 
drops the fact that that this season they are playing in pairs. Everybody's lined up. TJ's talking to him. Um, he says, "Yeah, this is going to be a pair season. This is double agents, y'all." And then he says, "The overall winner." By one over one minute. And so Fessy and Anissa are standing next to each other. And TJ says, you know, Anissa, Fessy, you won. And the person who won between the two of you. And while this is happening, Anissa doubts herself. And she goes, was Fessy. She says it out loud, was Fessy. She assumes Fessy has won this. And then TJ says, was Anissa. By over one minute. He says, by over a minute, folks. He says, T- he says, get down here. Come stand next to me, Anissa. You, gotta, you get to pick any guy you want as your partner. She gets first pick, folks, and you got to pick a guy. Fessy in an interview says, I love her, but I really hope she doesn't pick me. She doesn't have any endurance. Yeah, a lot of these challenges are endurance-based, especially the final. I mean, yeah, I, we heard this. This is a continuation of last season. Yeah. So um, do you, do you want to run the final with this person? You know, um, so it, it's... It's, it's unfortunate. Sad. It's sad that it, it does come to that, but guess what? It ain't Fessy's choice. So it's Anissa's, and she freaking picks him. She y'all. picks Fessy. She f- picks Fessy. Now, for a second, she's looking around. We get some interviews. We get an interview from Darrell, and Darrell is like, right after that Fessy interview, Darrell's like, "Hey, Anissa might pick me. Hey, let's do it. All yeah, right, he's like, let's pick go. me, Anissa. Let's go." And I am disappointed that Anissa didn't pick Darrell. And it's a smarter move on her part to pick Fessy, at least knowing the rules right now. But, uh, man, you know, Darrell and Anissa um, probably have some history so they, they can sure. speak to each other in a more candid way. I mean, Anissa is a person who gets to know a rookie real quick, especially when he's a boy um, and a cute one. Uh, so I'm sure Anissa knows Fessy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, it's kind of how she gets by on this show a little bit. That's her social game is relationships that are sort of friendships that kind of push into other sort of uh, she's an incredible social player she's good 100% and with the women too I'm sure she knows Fessy a little bit but it would have just been so much fun to see Anissa and Darrell because Darrell I'm anticipating is going to be a fantastic competitor here and Darrell is going to I think need somebody on the social end of things that could get him tapped into the cast a little bit and Anissa would have been a, a, a good leg up in that department but honestly top pick here it's got to be Fessy I mean she doesn't know Nam and I'm not too sure she knows of Nam I don't know what people know about the new newbies the real rookies so maybe he was the pick I mean just looking at the guy I'm, I'm guessing he might be but then again he didn't win this challenge so I would have picked Darrell and I think Fessy's hot so what does that say? I think it means you also think Darrell is hot. <laughs> <laughs> TJ then says to the standing challengers, go ahead and stand next to your partner. And there's like some confusion. They're like, what What do you mean? Because they're used to being set up. They're used to the challenge telling them. They're used to their yeah. handler telling them who their partner is going to be. But TJ's like, yeah, just go it's, ahead. It's like science class when they're like, all right, go, everybody get a partner. Pick a partner. And so there's like a, some initial confusion. And then all of a sudden, everyone just starts bolting off to the port, the partner of their choice. This is crazy. And honestly, this is an awesome little thing they did here. Loved this. Tori and Corey hook up immediately. This is going to be a great team, in my opinion. Tori and Corey, I, uh, they're both like basically, I think, on the same level. I think there there's no um there should be no power struggle there because the both of them are two people who have not won yet 
who would like but have run finals and and who want to win real friggin' bad. Yeah. Um. And they're both really athletic folks, and they both have similar styles in the house. You well, know? they're the they're, similar age, and they're both from. They're both sort of the last wave of like MTV actual castmates being brought into the show. They're not unlikable. But they're not superstars either. So I mean, Corey might be I, a I superstar. Think, well, I would say I in the Corey house. Is. I think I think they're kind of laid back. I'm talking about their house game. Oh, um, okay. What the other people thought of. They're they're not looking at Tori and Corey right now as a number one. We need to get them out of the house because they haven't won. Yeah. Um, and they're just kind of I would say upper up upper mid upper mid level, very top of the upper mid level, not top tier, upper mid tier. I think the only thing that's going to bother me about this team is saying Tori and Corey. Tori and Corey, I think that's going to be great. You like the Tori you, and Corey. okay? Okay. Next up, Teresa and Jay. Teresa and Jay partner. Jay from Survivor and Teresa from the Challenge. This is one of the oddball picks. This is an oddball uh, crew here. Both don't have many connections to the house. Um, both seem to be very athletic. We saw Jay last season. He was really fun to watch. Um, Teresa, we don't know what she's going to be like. She still looks like she's in good shape when she was on this show more regularly. She was a fantastic competitor. She's kind of cutthroat. Um, I would say, I, I think her social game is, is venomous in, in, at least it was in certain seasons. We'll see if she can get along with the rest of the house. Something tells me she's going to be, um, alienated from the house because she's kind of, she's probably not going to be as warm and welcoming as you might need to be to gain friends quickly in a, in a situation like this. What I liked about this was it's a return from the feeling of last season, the fact that Jay is a super fan of the challenge and, and was so fucking pumped. Not only pumped, but he like knows who her husband is. Yeah. Like he knows, like he, Jay is coming into this show with a great background, a great education in the challenge. It's he loves, awesome. he loves that he's, he's paired up with Teresa. I would feel the same way. Yeah. I'd be like, whoa, there's a lot of challenge history I'm partnered with here. This is kind of cool. This puts me in the history of the challenge. Then we see Cam say she's going to make her move for CT. And it makes sense. That would be a power team. Well, she doesn't want you can see that Cam and Leroy are like holding each other's hands like by the pinkies. Yeah. And but looking other directions during this moment where they're picking teams because they've decided it's not smart to partner up together. And they're right. Let's spread out a little bit. So let's find two different people. And so, um, yeah, Cam looks around. Who do, who who would be a great teammate? She goes up to CT and the most awkward moment of the entire uh, episode happens when Cam is trying to partner up with CT and CT is just looking around like he calls who out Tori, 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 and she's like, I'm with Corey. Yeah, she and then yeah. Cam's like pitching herself to CT and he's looking all around the room. You know, when you're at a party and you're talking to someone who's popular and they keep looking over your shoulder, yeah, and you're like, Oh shit, they want to go talk to other people. I mean, but then the person actually walks away from you and leaves you there. I mean, that's what how it was. I mean, it was bad, it was embarrassing, and I'm like, why are they even showing us this? This like hurts me to watch. I mean, we find out why later. Um, but yeah, it's um, it's it's definitely a moment that I I cringed at big time, but also added to like the stress of this because this is why this is so sadistic to do the partners this way. Mm -hmm. It's crazy. And then so CT peels away and he's he's looking for somebody else. And he um, I mean, do you want to talk about his partner next, or do you want to see talk about who Cam? Well, one thing I'd like to say, and we'll we'll just go through the partners as they are introduced to us. So we'll put who CT picks on hold because we see that in a little bit. But something I would like to say is that CT. 
CT and Leroy are friends. Hey, we watched CT's wedding special. We know Leroy was there. Why doesn't CT go with Cam? Because Cam is an incredible challenger. She has actually beaten Tori in an elimination. I don't understand why CT didn't pick Cam. It must be personal is the only thing I can think of. You know, it's not, he can't, there's no argument to rest here, you know, on her not being athletically ready. Do you have any thoughts? She wasn't here last season, not fresh in his mind, had an idea of who, he has an idea of who is the top ladies and knows that he needs to pick somebody who's like the top of the top. There I, you go. I mean, I, 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 if I were to pick some, if I was CT and I was, and I had my pick of the litter, I had first pick, I wouldn't pick Cam. I don't know that I'd pick Cam even in the top three. So I, I would probably, I would probably you know you're stuck with somebody at least in, the, in what they think at this point 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 um so it's like it's a hard choice it really is hard that's why it's making i don't know i watch this and i go i'm i'm yelling at the screen cam go to durrell go to durrell partner up with durrell next up we see partnered up is kyle and nanny 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 <laughs> nanny yeah. yeah this is a uh... this makes sense i mean nanny just partnered with the other bananas yeah. You know, is Kyle it, is like a bananas 2.0 in some ways. This is a slutty ass team and I like it. <laughs> I hope they hook up. Um, I hope they hook up with them, each other and then everybody else in the house. It'd be um, hot. Uh, this team isn't going to go anywhere. I don't think. No. I really just don't think so. I, I mean, I, I hate to say it, but I don't, I don't, they're too much on the same level I agree. as one another. Um, I don't know. I, I just don't know. Who knows? They might be just the sleeper team where it's just like, well, we got we got uh, Kyle and Nani's vote, or at least we have. You know, they could be somebody yeah. that could get in on every single, you know, they might voting make it block to the final. and stuff like that. And and they may be looked up, looked as people that, that people can bring along and beat. But also, right. they they feel like they're doing them a favor because they've been on the show for a while and they deserve to be there. They they could ride on reputation and um, just vibe alone. Athletically, I think they're shot, and I think they're shot um, in a uh, in a political way. I, I just don't. I I think that the both of them could be targeted as like we could get skulls from them pretty quickly. So, I mean, well, I'm, I'm g getting ahead of ourselves with the skull stuff, but we will talk about that. I don't. I don't know. I like them, and I'm excited to see them. I hope they get real messy and dirty in some ways. You know, that's all I'd really want from them. That would be my favorite part of what what's going on uh with that team next up is nicole and devin what are your thoughts on nicole and devin nick uh my least favorite team i think <laughs> this is my least favorite team the two of them annoy me in almost equal ways separate but equal ways i um, miss liking devin i liked him for a while yeah the devin thing his last season on this show or last two seasons turned me off of devin on the idea that he was going to make a name for himself on this show by being like I don't know the the stuff that he was doing with bananas, and then and then like the after season West stuff to me just felt sweaty. You know, mm -hmm. it's it felt like oh he's trying so hard, and then he shows up on that weird X on the beach season, and he and Marie are pretending to have a relationship or whatever that ended up being. I don't know what the deal that was, but to me, he has lost complete status on this show and was not brought back in the past couple of seasons based on the fact that he's not really athletically inclined like the rest of these folks. And he's unlikable. He's just an unlikable guy. Um, I mean, the guy was going head-to-head -head with Johnny Bananas, and I couldn't 
decide whose side I was on. Yeah, that, that's, that's a bad that's sign. That's bad, right? The thing that, yeah, that's 100% bad. And I agree with everything you said. And I will say, after I said I missed liking Devin, because I do, I miss liking him. I miss rooting for him. I was wondering, did I ever like Nicole? And I will say that I did like Nicole when Tony was there. I like Nicole when her original real world castmates are there because I like her sort of diehard loyalness. Um, and I think that's it. Moving on to the next team in a stroke of good luck. I don't even know how this happened. Wes gets partnered up with Natalie from Survivor. I think Wes is always in the back of his mind is going, there might be a moment here where we're going to have to team up and who's my choice? Who do I want to partner up with the most? He's thinking about this already, you know, and that's why he, you know, kind of slid over to Natalie. Um, uh, much to my enjoyment, we get an interview from Natalie. By the way, this is Natalie from Survivor. She is a winner. We and, love Natalie. And she is a finalist of the last season. Um, and uh, one of the more impressive uh, performances I've seen on the Survivor show. And we didn't. Even, we haven't even watched her season, but I think we probably will. Yeah. Um, pretty soon. Um, so, yeah, it's getting the interview from natalie being like you know i i really wanted to work with wes because i feel like i am a wes when it comes down to it that got me very excited uh for this uh this story arc of these two because i was most anticipating um natalie on this show yeah i was excited finally somebody from survivor that i knew already yeah was coming over like we've had all of these people from these cbs shows and these other shows come over on this on this season and everybody from every other show that has been absorbed into the challenge i have not really known from their other thing i may have known of them you know i knew of some of the big brother people i knew of some of the uk people but I never watched their thing. This is the first time that I, oh, I have like previous knowledge of this person. I know exactly who they are and I know what kind of a threat they are. And I was excited to find out that they were taken into the challenge. And thank God for the challenge and MTV because um, they have aged up mm-hmm. in the past couple of years. Yes, because Nick was like, how old do you think Natalie is? And I'm looking at her and I'm like, well, she looks like she's in her 30s, but the challenge won't cast anyone over 30 as a rookie. And I was like, maybe she's 31, 32. I looked her up. She's the same age as me. She's the same I mean, age as Ashley. She, she's she's in her 30s, folks, and well into them. And hey. uh, she's, a fa- she's a fantastic. <laughs> she's in the last half of her 30s. She's a fantastic competitor, and I was super excited. And the fact that her partner is going to be Wes, who at times is my favorite player on this, on this franchise. Now, something that came up a lot in this episode was um, people sort of questioning Natalie going with Wes. You know, like, why would she do that? Little does she know you know he's gonna he's a problem he's poison blah 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 and I think it's such a smart move because the last time Wes hooked up with a rookie it was D and like he really did a good job of getting her in the challenge and helping her figure out the, the game and navigate social stuff and sure D went up in flames and we'll never hear from her again and she's been booted off the show but still I think it's uh I think her success was her success but it was guided by Wes. And I think he could do the same thing with Natalie, who might not make the same mistakes as Dee. Natalie has spent has been on two seasons of Survivor, and she's never left the show. Incredible. You know what I mean? 
Natalie has like almost 80 days or something yeah. of of Survivor under her belt, plus a, win, a a sole Survivor title and a final three in Winners at War, where she was eliminated in the first episode, first boot to exile, and then beat the shit out of everybody in exile with no food, and then came back and almost won this thing. She is not D. That is true. So I, <laughs> that I, is true. The idea that oh, there's she's gonna teach. Natalie knows, and this is what I like because she knows. She, they had a conversation later, which we'll talk about when they're starting to like when everybody kind of paired off and started talking to their teams. Yeah. And she asked Wes like, "Do I turn it on and start scaring everybody now, or do I wait?" And Wes was like, "Wait till this round is over and then do that." Um, and uh, I loved this little com- this little snippet because. Natalie's not walking into this show going, well, I wonder what the challenge is going to be like. And hmm, I'm curious if I'm going to survive. I mean, I only was on fucking Survivor and won. The most manipulative, you know, how do I get the votes on my side? How do I compete to stay in this game? Game. There's only one game that's, I think, harder than the challenge. I think it is Survivor. To win Survivor, I think it's it's harder than the challenge. I, I don't know. It could be... Uh, I don't know. Maybe I think you're, you're right. Am I right about that? I think you're right. Because Survivor, you, still have you a chance. can't. You have yeah. a chance to, to stay in the game once you get voted out. Exactly. I mean, with the s- challenge, you're going into an elimination and right. there is an opportunity for you to come back. With Survivor, if the tribe votes you out, it's done. And they may not vote Natalie out on the as the first boot if they if if it was like hey by the way she's a crossfit championship person here and uh you have to go head to head with her if you want her to leave i mean they do that a little bit when they send them to the exile islands and all that shit but um but you don't see that person for a long time so you don't have to compete right now to get this person out i i think i i am i have a high hopes for natalie on this show maybe not wes but Natalie. <laughs> Next up is Darrell and Amber S. Now, we don't know anything about Amber S. Except for she's from Big Brother. And um, Darrell, I can't tell who picks who here, but they seem it to be happy. It seems like uh, they just kind of fall into one another here. You know what I yeah. mean? It's like, and you know what? Uh, this is another oddball pairing. But, hey, we saw Darrell take a fresh meat person from on Fresh Meat 1 and win we in fact we did so in fact we did this is not his first rodeo when it comes to i don't know who this person is but i'm gonna i'm gonna win with them that is very true uh so i'm excited just for that it's just like oh he knows this he's been here before it's a different game it's a different decade but he's been here before that's true and uh, by the way the guy won his first f- four consecutive challenges let's yeah. not forget that about Darrell. jump on i just uh, if i was there i would have gone for Darrell. i think Owns like a CrossFit boxing gym. Incredible. You know, the guy's in good shape. Also seems like a good person. He seems like a good person. People are going to want to talk to him because he's a legend. I think this is good. This is good. Next up. Because if he was paired with somebody like Natalie, he would be a target, I think. I agree with you. Right? I agree with you. Next up is Gabby from Love Island season three. She was uh, the girlfriend of Marcel on that show. Um I, you know, I'm the one in the relationship here that knows about her, and I have nothing really to say about her. Um, she pairs up with Leo. How was she on the challenges over there on uh, Love Island? She was good. She was the fittest. <laughs> but, but, but that is, that's like basically you have to like, do, you're basically yeah. playing suck and blow over right. there, right? Yes, on Love Island. <laughs> on yeah. Love Island? She did seem to be like the one that was the most concerned about her fitness. 
But you how'd, know. how'd she do in the uh, hideaway shack or whatever the fuck it's called? <laughs> what is it called? Casa Amor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't remember she what happened. Make it over to Casa Amor. Yeah, I think that they went there. Her relationship was tested. Hey, there was a big, um, <laughs> there was a big lie detector uh, episode that was really the arc for Gabby mm, on mm. that season, and that's the best season, right? It is, in your opinion, in yeah. my opinion, yeah, the best. Your season. boyfriend Cam is on that season, season three. Love Cam. Next up. Cam and Josh and Leroy and Casey. Wow, Cam and Josh. This is like, um, you know, it's good because of the Leroy. You know, you gotta think those two. These are two teams who have separated and become. These are these are two teams have separated and become two separate teams. It right? makes sense that Josh and Casey would hook up, and it makes sense that Cam and Leroy would hook up, and then they were like, we can't just be I mean, with Josh each and, other. Josh and Casey had like COVID together, living in a yeah, house. They, they live could, in they Florida together or COVID. They couldn't be on a really boring uh, Big Brother season, which might have been more exciting if they were on the show. Imagine if they'd been on the show. Um, so they were like buddies. They're like really good friends. They like yeah. live together. So they were going to probably partner up anyway. So you got to think even though we did not see this played out for us on screen, they were probably having the same conversation, right? That of Leroy and Cam Leroy and Cam were like, let's spread it out. Yeah. You know, and they did. I think this is, even though she didn't get, Cam didn't get CT and, and uh, would you think it's a trade up or a trade down for Josh? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, jury's still out. Um, it's a trade down. But, um, it might be better strategically because now she's linked to Big Brother, right? I agree. I mean, this is who you link to with, with CT. Uh, nobody, right? I, you know, you're just with CT, and CT's not going to win this season. No. He's not. It's done. He's done. CT. He's done. It feels like he's done. Look at the bags under his eyes. He's done. Strange, strange, skinny, tired CT in this episode. Seems like he's lost some weight and he hasn't sl- slept in a year. Speaking of CT. He partners up with someone next, and it is Ashley Millionaire Mitchell. And and the reason he does, he says, is because they won together. They have won. They've won so it makes together. Sense. Makes sense. I don't like this team. I don't either. To me, this team is too challenge. It feels heavy. Safe, Do you know and what I mean? It feels like, old, <laughs> and it feels like if it was two other challengers, to me, I would be maybe more excited by it. I am not the biggest fan of either of these. I used to be a huge CT fan, as all boys were as they were growing up. But now, when you when you're a man and you see who CT is, you just like I don't. I'm I, I'm not into CT these past couple of seasons. I'm I'm more interested in the newer the newer players. Um, for the most part, I do like some of the older players, but um, I don't know. I'm already like turned off by what happened between cam and ct so now i'm like oh well who's his partner gonna be and then it's ashley and i have issues with ashley if this was four years ago i would have been pumped about this team sure but it does it just feels dusty it feels dusty and um i like ashley but i don't i don't like ashley when she's playing like small and standing next to ct just feels like a yeah this is what i'll do this feels like the easiest move I don't know. It didn't feel fresh. Nothing about this feels fresh. Next next up is Big T and Joseph from America's Got Talent. Wow. I mean, this is a layup team, right, folks? I think it might be. Um, big T, big personality. Um, Itty re- bitty muscles. <laughs> she's, really, she's really coming to her own, um, I think, personality-wise on, on this show, anyway. Um, God, Joseph from AGT looks real timid um, and kind of looks out of place, fish out of water here. And he's also from America's Got Talent. And can he <laughs> run? We don't know yet. We don't know yet. He seems cool, though. He does something later in the episode where I was yeah, like, okay. Yeah, we'll, t- we'll talk about this it. This guy. Um, speaking of the opposite of a layup, we have Lolo and Nam. 
They have partnered up. These two physical specimens. These two, you keep forgetting about them, and you're like, oh, that's right. An Olympian, and then what appears to be a Greek god. Yeah. Um, um, this could be... Um, this could be the team, you know, and and it's almost not even worth talking about because it's just like we don't know much about either of them, especially in this house, except for the fact that Lolo is absolutely wonderful. I'm so happy she's on this show. Yeah. I absolutely loved her on Champs First Pros. She is so messy and like dramatic and has such low self-esteem and like for you know she's going through a lot i think she has a lot of issues i think she has a lot of issues (laughs) and i think it's it's perfect for this show um but she's also an olympian so it's like you know she's so fast and so tall and she can jump like crazy and she's just she's also really pretty and And probably still a virgin the last time we checked on her she was a virgin and like when anytime she has an interview she's like i'm gonna prove these son of a bitches what it's like prove to who what you're better than everybody (laughs) you are a barbie doll you're like an olympian barbie doll. she has to keep that mentality of like she's fighting like the powers that be you know, and that's what drives her. And it's crazy. When you see in her eyes, you're like, oh, you're like losing it. And I've only heard, and I will watch it, I promise, but I've only heard about her gameplay on Big Brother and people finding it annoying and that she like imploded on that show. <laughs> um, so I would love to see that. Yeah, gotta see it. Um, I'm so happy that they brought her on this show. Ever since Champs vs. Pros, I was like, why are they not bringing her and Louise Hazel on this fucking show? I'd rather have Louise Hazel, to be honest. Not me. Louise would be great, but she would just be a great competitor, and re- and I, she might turn into my favorite. Sure, but I need people to get crazy with it. You want some mess on I nine. like Lolo. You want to clean up. I like <laughs> you need Lolo. Something to be cleaned up. You better believe it. Next up is Amber from Are You the One, season eight. Come one, come all, and Double Nelly T. Double Nelly T. I guess this is an Are You the One team. I, he got. I don't know what happened here. I guess Nelly yeah. just looked around and got Amber. I don't have big expectations for Amber. I really just don't. I don't either. But I, when this happened, you were like, "Oh, well, how did this? What's going on here?" And I think, and sure, I might be projecting on Nelly here. I think he was like, "I'm gonna help this Are You the One person on their first season because Nelson has like Are You the One allegiance. We've seen that in the past. He's like, "I'm gonna help this first person, and she's cute." I think that has something to do she's with cute, it. She's cute, but she's a lesbian. She's bisexual. Is she bisexual? Mm-hmm. Is that whole season everybody was fluid? Yeah. Is that why? Okay, yes. so she's bisexual. She just happened to be in two relationships with women? Or was that yeah. second relationship with a man? I don't remember. I can't remember. All I know is- I don't is remember her, anything her, from that season her, except for Jonathan's hair. Yeah, her season, She. I, I remember really liking her. And then something happened where I was like, oh, you're not like the person I thought you were. Like, you're, you, that was mean. She had a messy relationship with Noor right in the beginning. Yeah, but that was kind of Noor's fault because Noor kept like cheating on her, like kept kissing people. Like, and because Noor would like turn into another person. She like played a character who had a mustache. Oh, right. (laughs) (laughs) That was a fun season. I don't know why they turned that off. They should have kept doing that. That was fun. I think it was the best season of Are You the One? Um, So, but Amber was definitely like the least experienced exciting person of that relationship yeah and one of the least exciting people on the show can you imagine Paige? She's, Paige would have oh, been Paige good would be great she's also so small you yeah, know Amber's it's just like small. Uh, i don't know she's this another is, nanny she's another big t these are these are big people these are these are challengers i, I hope I hope they made the right choice and not just the person who said yes next up is michi and Liv. And then next up is oh, 
I have nothing to say. Lives from shipwrecked. Yeah. Okay. Um. Okay. And Michi, we already talked about where we know him from, and maybe he'll be fun to watch. I don't know. He's handsome. Okay. So those are the teams, and then TJ says, "Hey, Fessy and Anissa, there they are double agents, and they can't be voted for. But you guys, as a group." have to pick a team to go into elimination. After you pick that team to go into elimination, the double agents will get to pick the team to go against them. Whoever wins the elimination receives a skull. Here's the twist. This season, there are only 10 skulls available. Folks, there's like 100 people in this cast. I mean, this is going to be such a hyper-driven season of Get Me That Skull. I own the only thing that I'm worried about is is there so little amount of skulls that the strategy and building towards something is going to be hard to come by. Do you know what I mean? Like where it's just like there's only 10 skulls. You have to double cross everybody to the point where it's just like not even a question of whether or not you should, you know, double cross a person or be loyal because it's just like, what are you crazy? The door is shutting in ten minutes. Like, get in the, get in there. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So it's like, if it was like a little, if they didn't tell you how many skulls, like last season, you're like, well, maybe, the, maybe I can wait this out. Maybe I shouldn't. And I almost feel like telling everybody that there's ten skulls could be almost too extreme mm. for the amount of people there. To the point where there won't even be questions in people's mind whether or not. It turns everybody into a lunatic and not just bringing the lunatic out of a certain amount of people. I know I'm 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 reaching here for for reasons why this isn't cool. This is going to be incredibly cool. I'm more pumped about it than I am less pumped about it. I'm excited for it. But the only thing it, it didn't it did freak me out a little bit. Like, I understand it, it's creating a panic. And so you're worried, will that panic backfire? Right, you know, because right. there's already a panic you know, right. they're on the show. Um, there's already a panic to win a million dollars. So you do worry about too much of a panic destroying gameplay. The thing that I was kind of sitting here wondering when TJ said this is, is that 10 skulls per team? Like if a team wins the elimination, do they both get a skull? Or would that be like two people getting right. a skull? I didn't, I so was confused in, about that. In my mind, I was like, oh, okay. So what is, the, maybe this is going to be a truncated season because of, you know, the pandemic and quarantine and coronavirus and all that stuff. So it's like maybe they can only do 10 skulls and it'll only be like 10 episodes, including, you know, the reunion and and the double final. Like to me, it was like, okay, five episodes, people get their skulls. You know, six episode is like a, uh, you know, like a purge episode, you know, you know, uh, seven through nine is or seven and eight are the final and uh, nine and 10 are the reunion, you know. So I'm like, maybe that's how they're doing it. I mean, we figured figure out pretty soon or at the end of this episode that it's not exactly that so i thought and i thought that that when you when he said 10 skulls it was like 10 team skulls so that like 10 teams would were gonna run a final i was like how is that gonna work that's so many people that is too many people i wasn't thinking that back at the house back at the house we have wes talking to natalie outside and this is what the scene that you liked and um natalie says i mean wes says i've kind of gotten an alliance with every guy in the house and natalie in an interview says underneath i'm basically wes then we have wes talking to her about how they need to vote for leo and gabby to go in the house needs to vote for leo and gabby the rookies 
to go in to this first elimination. Gabby in an interview says she can feel the vets looking at her. Nam and Lolo are having a talk. We see them kind of chatting. This is when we get the vibe that Nam's pretty cool. And then immediately in an interview, Lolo clearly has a crush on yeah, him. Yeah, she's like, wow, he's, he's, he's so tall and he's athletic and he's... He's just kind of funny, too. And it's like already I'm like, wow, Lolo, you're already falling for this guy. This is going to be great. <laughs> we see CT and Ashley hanging out and they kind of kind of like bat around the idea that they're the target. There are two champs on one team. They might be the target. Yeah. And I guess it did not occur to them before. It didn't occur to me. Did not occur to me so. either. But it, is, it seems that it is now just dawning on them. That takes us to a night out. We have Big T talking to Leo, who points out that her partner, Joseph, is asleep. Yeah, they're all, like, partying somewhere, and, like, Joseph is, like, sleeping in the corner. And he's like, sorry, man, I'm sleepy. Mm -hmm. um, I can't tell whether or not he's sleeping because he's tired or he's sleeping because he's awkward. I can't either. Because, and I'm like, also maybe like, he doesn't want to get to know everybody. I'm like, ooh, that's bad on this show. And I'm like, did they just fly in today? Like, is this the night out, like, the day of, you right. know? What's going on here? Um, we then see Casey making the big brother connection with Amber. She's basically saying, like, hey, um, let's do this together. Like, you know, we already have a team. And then she says something about Wes. What does she say to Wes? I don't know. She says Wes is the enemy of our group. Now, oh, yeah, that's right. Remember, Wes is the enemy of our group. Also, I think I called Amber B. I think I called her Amber S earlier. It's Amber B. Amber B from Big Brother? Yes, okay, Amber so. B from Big Brother. A Won't forget that. We'll call her Amber BB. Um, yes. BB20 BB. Uh, so, yeah, okay. So do you have theories? I mean, I know I, sp I kind of spouted my theory uh, last night on what this exactly was. But if you think about it, Wes does have a lot of connections to Big Brother in a negative way. Um, number one, there's that weird thing from last season with Josh and Wes where, jo where, where Josh was manufacturing some sort of a storyline with Wes. Yeah. Whether he knew it or not, but he was like, I know you and I are going to go head to head at some point. And Wes was like, what is this guy talking about? Right. And that is from the season before when Josh and Laurel conspired to get Wes thrown out of right. the house. But last season, Wes really did Josh dirty by basically being like this guy's not on my radar at all right he he denied that storyline yeah. even though it did sort of turn into something fun to look at but now if you bring it back a few seasons ago he had a whole thing with Davon on on a reunion about like Twitter followers like off the show shit yeah I can't even remember what the impetus oh, I remember. of it was from the show. No, I mean, like, were they beefing? Were their fan bases beefing because of a storyline that had happened on that show, which might have been Dirty 30 or something? No, like, it wasn't Dirty 30. I think it was the first Rivals? War of the Worlds. Uh, oh, first World of Worlds? Yeah, because yeah. it was when we had Turbo. Right, um, okay. And I do remember something happened, and then on the show they got into oh, like a back like, and forth he, like, he said some he gnarly said, shit to her on the show after she didn't compete well right or something like that i remember it being over him saying that she threatened to send her quote unquote boys after him to kill him or something and everybody was like she definitely did not say that that's on the reunion but they had beef on the actual show after a challenge where he like screamed at her in like the the like tent where everybody's getting water or something like that yes and that was in that moment is when he claimed she oh, said that okay before that 
he had told someone in an elimination to put like their hand in her face or something. Right. So they don't have a good history. So now it seems like the Big Brother people have taken taken this as like that is a number one. That is not good for Wes. Because I don't think Wes has a good history with Polly. I think Wes is just out on Big Brother. So people. you got you got Casey, Josh, Amber, BB. Um, who else is a Big Brother person on the show? Anybody? Fessy. Fessy, right? Those are the people. Um, and four? Polly, if he comes back, yeah. and Davon, if he I'm talking oh, you about mean right this now. season, yeah. So he's got four people who are out to get him, right? Straight up, and they are connected, and they seem to be tight, very in, tight in, in some way, shape, or form. So, um, yeah, not not good, uh, not good for Wes, but and, you know and what... I guess not good for Natalie either. Now the problem is Natalie. We're talking about Natalie. Natalie is like I think they were thinking of Natalie as somebody that they could have on their side because of the Survivor Big Brother connection. And there's just comments I'm hearing from like Casey being like, well, Natalie paired with, uh, Natalie's with, out. with the enemy, so she's out. And it's just like, oof, not exactly what you want to hear on the first episode. You know who this is great for? Who? Durrell. That's right. It's great Amber for B is his partner. That's right. Durrell is now connected to Big Brother. This is good. This, this is, is good. good for Durrell. In an interview, though, Durrell's like, I see Amber, and I know what her deal is. I know what the Big Brother deal is. They tell people what they want to hear. I want. I can't 100% trust her. That's what his interview is after this. As long as he knows to keep himself on his toes... Then the story goes. Oh, sorry. <laughs> a rhyme. Back at the house, we see Cam talking with Anissa, Ashley, and Nani about her family, about um, her family's history, um, immigrating into the United States. And what's nice about these double wide episodes is you get moments like this that you would not be able to get in other challenge seasons if they were a half hour or an hour, uh, which I like. I mean, I don't think they'd be able to have this piece of the show in. If this was an hour and, and you get a little bit of this, we got some of this last season too, where we get I to like know people. I like the peek into Cam's life and what motivates her. And I like seeing that these four people, Cam, Anissa, Ashley, and Nani, clearly seem to be friends. I mean, they hug afterwards. There's there's um, a comfortableness here and a friendliness here. And I, I like being able to see that. I like learning about Cam's family. And I like knowing what is driving her. I think that's really interesting. Character development. That's what we call it. Okay. Um, then we see Leroy, Anissa, Cam, and Casey talking. And Cam is kind of telling people about CT and Ashley. You know, there, there seems to be, we don't get a direct quote here, but the implied um, vibe of this conversation is CT and Ashley have to go. Then we have Wes in an interview saying there is a rumor going around that anyone who has won a challenge will be targeted. And I'm starting to feel a little freaked. Uh oh. We see Wes talking to Corey outside. Now, last season, um, Wes and Corey, they were they they were tight in total madness. At, at least they seem to have a good working relationship, Wes and Corey, for sure. And so we see them talking outside about CT and Ashley. And then in just a really wonderful edited, I'm sure this didn't happen in real life, clip, we see T CT watching them through a bush. Clearly smoking, clearly spying it's on them. It's so weird. This but they hold on CT behind this bush for like ten seconds. It's so yeah. long. Yeah, <laughs> it's so creepy. 
So then CT starts walking around the house asking everyone who are there who they are voting for, if anyone's heard his name, and if anyone's voting for him. And he says he's doing this because he wants to see who will lie to his face. And, and Jay like takes note of this and talks about it in a review. And he's like, CT is like a shark in the water, just going up to everybody. And I'm like, hey, you could tell just Jay's like afraid of CT. He also says he's panicking. <laughs> yeah, you know, he he's panicking. like noticing this behavior. He's panicking. So now it's time to vote. Everyone's gathered in a room, very sort of champs versus pros style, where they're all like sitting in a curved bench in like rows. It's just a very produced moment where there is no reason to have to talk. And remember, they used to do this uh, um, back in the day a little bit more. Um, but um, they're, they don't, they vote in secret. Is that something that you mentioned before? No. They, okay. So this is big part of the thing. Even though they're in pairs, they vote in a booth in secret. So this is where sort of the double agent sort of uh, feel comes. And even though they're voting in secret, they all have a group chat before so they vote. They, they make them, is, uh, this is something that they've started to do kind of recently. And I believe it ha was started with the champs first pros, champs first stars thing where it's like, there's no reason to have everybody in like a conference room talking about what's about to happen. And, but they produce a moment and, and really there's no reason here because all of the votes happen in secret. So it's not like they go, okay, we got to get everybody's vote. Um, you know, normally it's just, uh, during they, they do like the gulag or the, or what do they call it when they, uh, when they're all together at the table, they've been calling it. Oh, each the year. tribunal. The tribunal. Like where it's like they have this moment where they have to talk about. Yeah. Um, they have to talk about what they're about to do, even though there's no strategic reason why you would do that. But it is part of the show. It's entertaining. Here is the mo they're all sitting on a couch, like staring at us having this conversation. And uh, it does yield some dramatic results. Yeah, CT starts talking about how, like, we need to just think about our long-term game plan and about who we're going to vote in and people we might not be associated with. And then the lady from Shipwrecked is like, you mean rookies. And he's like, I don't necessarily mean rookies. And then the AGTV guy, Joseph, is like, you seem scared and nervous. And then Cam is like, why are you trying to scare them, CT? And it is so entertaining, and you actually get Leroy coming out and being like, listen, let everybody's we're going to see everybody's going to vote for who they have to vote for. You know, like it's interesting that Cam and Leroy have decided to be so out. Um, maybe they're just I assume it's being edited that way. Other people are saying things and we only got to see um, a few people say a few things that were kind of uh, pertinent to this storyline. But it's just like if I was Cam and Leroy, I would keep my mouth shut. They've pretty much, along with the big brother or their teammates, have like right now gotten from what we can see the most of the house on board to do their bidding. Yeah. All because Cam was slighted at the beginning of this episode, which is even more fabulous as far as the storyline goes. Love it. Why would Cam and and both Cam and Leroy perk up? If I was Leroy, I wouldn't have said anything. But if I was, but I think Leroy felt like he had to because Cam had stuck her, her neck out there, and good for Leroy for doing that. But if I was, Cam had already said something. Everybody's no one changes their fucking vote anymore. You know what I mean? That's the thing. They do this stuff, and it's like because CT is scared and saying I I'm gonna do. No one has enough power on this show alone to do anything, and that's why when people are like, "Haha, you vote me in," that's the worst thing you're gonna do. Because when I come back, I'm coming for you. There's no way you can do that. There's no way unless you have a majority of the 30 people on your side. You're right. You can't do it. So it really is numbers game. And you really just have to be 
at least two steps ahead of everybody else, getting in people's ears and turning the tide that way. No one, the, the times in which CT are like, you vote for me, I'm going to punch you in the face. Uh, does that shit don't work anymore, man? It just doesn't work anymore. So I don't know if I was Cam, I was Leroy. I'd just be like, yeah, he's scared. Let's, let's keep it quiet. We then see everyone do their individual votes. They go into a booth and they put their hand on sort of this lighted touchpad and uh, a screen's in front of them. They go through their agents. It's it's part of the theme. It's gimmicky. And I think it's fun. We see everyone vote basically for CT and Ashley. I mean, we see Wes vote for the rookies and I think we see CT and Ashley vote for the rookies. But for the most part, it seems like CT and Ashley have been picked. Then in the house afterwards, Corey and Nelson are talking about all the rookies that are there. And Corey says something about it being weird seeing all the new young bucks or exciting seeing all the new young bucks. Just the fact that new people in the deliberation were speaking up. Both Corey and Nelson are really excited about that. Then we see Gabby crying gabby from love island season three crying to big t she's upset she's feeling weak she knows that you know core she knows that ct and ashley and wes were kind of targeting her and her teammate she's just really kind of a big crying mess the other brit comes in from shipwrecked they all hug they all bond and i'm starting to think i wonder if we're gonna have like a uk alliance here with these ladies i hope so i think it could be fun We then see Anissa and Fessy go into the voting chamber and they're standing there and all of a sudden the screen lights up and it says incoming data classified and it says the the agents that have been compromised and it's Ashley and CT. Ashley has on snake earrings. Anissa says that's perfect. We learn, they learn then who voted for Ashley and CT. And this is very cool because now they know who, this is supposed to be secret. But now they know everyone who voted for them and they have insider information. They can go back and say, like, who did you vote for? And they will know whether or not the person is lying to them. In the house, the green light goes off. We're seeing it here for the first time on the season. We now know eliminations will be marked by a green light going off in the house. Everyone goes down into the elimination ring. And that's when I look at Nick and I go, does everybody have to pack? Because it's not coming down to two teams. Yeah, they have not announced any teams that are going in yet. So the people that the House voted in do not know that they were have been voting. They might have an idea, but they do not know, at least from what we can tell, that they are going in. So everybody's got to pack. Everybody's got to grab all their uh, gear to, to perform. And they go down to, uh, what is this called? What do they call the arena here? Um, The Crater. The Crater. It's awesome. This is such a cool elimination arena. Um, Lolo says to Nam, like, man, this is intimidating. Like, I've competed in a lot of arenas, and this is really intimidating. Um, TJ welcomes everybody to the Crater, and then TJ just very quickly says, Ashley and CT, you two have been compromised. They come down, stand next to TJ. He asks them how they feel. CT's like, I'm a little upset. Um, you know, Ashley says something similar. TJ looks at Anissa and Fessy and is like, hey, do you guys want to come down here and earn your skull? And then Anissa- see, totally forgot about that. This could be a what, what what will happen. This is a carryover from last season where uh, the people uh, who are running the show and, uh, you know, the, the what, what are they called? The double agents. Mm-hmm. 
That's who the winners are called the double agents. Yeah. So the double agents get a chance to get in. Don't forget, folks, you have 10 chances. There's a million people in this house. So what happens, Ash? Um, They say no. <laughs> we don't want to go down I, I there. Can't <laughs> I actually can't believe that they didn't they didn't just do they didn't just go in and get their their skulls i mean i like what fessy says which is like there's not a pole in a, a yeah. ring there i don't know what this is i'm not gonna go down I there no i mean i guess fessy is a competitor in the point where he probably they, they have a good chance of winning again yeah this is too early to put yourself in yeah, that's what you think think about what happened last Do it season. on week three think Do about it on what week four season. i don't know yeah but you have to win you have to be you have to outright win out of 30 people it's it's so hard to win these things i don't know you don't get many chances but okay tj says who do you guys want to vote for anisa says hey i've been doing this for almost two decades wow anisa i would keep that to myself <laughs> and i haven't won and um i don't want it to play out like it usually does i want to go big the house went big picking ct and ashley i want to go big i pick wes and natalie wow yep huge and then fessy says i'm gonna back my partner up and there's a moment where natalie and uh, does this happen here with she has a quick interview or did we skip over it i'm not sure but it, there's a moment where she is like maybe i shouldn't pick it's Wes. later oh no she, i thought you're talking she, about she goes, else. maybe i shouldn't have picked west maybe that's too big of a target on my back mm. i'm starting to think about that so mm. it's just like oh is this gonna be i started being upset i'm like is this gonna be is this too much of a target on her back? Because mm. I would expend Wes for Natalie to see what she can do this season. I, I'm like, now I'm thinking, I'm like, God damn it. This is when it occurs to me and Ashley that Natalie was the first fucking boot on, on Survivor season we watched, season 40. I'm like, again, she's being called in? Number one, this is, this is out of control. Tori says in an interview, CT and Ashley, Wes and Natalie, this is a headbanger. Then TJ says, tonight is a woman's elimination night. What? And that's when I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> Why is it a woman's elimination night? I'm, I, I didn't look it up, but I feel like they never start with a woman's elimination night. You might as well start now. And I also feel like that just changes the whole dynamic of who you're voting for. Like that's, you know, that, that will affect who people vote for, whether it's a woman's night or a guy's night. I assume this was going to go team against team. I thought this was going to be a rivals type elimination. Leroy in an interview say, man, how the hell is CT still here? Ashley in an interview says, what the hell dude? I wanted to go with CT because of eliminations. We learned that this elimination is called Operation Fire Escape. They are um, they have to travel up and down a pole, but they are bound to the pole. Their their wrists are bound with a rope over the pole, and their ankles are bound with the rope over the pole. They're hanging from it. The, the poles are horizontal. The too. poles are horizontal. They're hanging from it, kind of like a swing. Like they are a makeshift swing, and they've got to move up and down this horizontal pole. And then there's a pole on top of it that's on fire. And this looks really hard. And Ashley looks and sounds defeated. Yeah, she she's she's defeated here. You can tell. I you mean, tell. she's going up against somebody who is probably thought of uh, throughout the the house as maybe the toughest female in the show. So um yeah i i, I would be it, it's a tough one here and also this is real this is core strength core strength all the way core strength i mean all the way. ashley has the fact that she's little and light to mm -hmm. go for her and natalie has the fact that she's probably done this in some sort of a crossfit training something like this right and uh, ashley talks about uh being um having her 
her wrists and, and ankles sort of tied up by ropes. And she said that there are some situations in which I like when this is uh, the case, but not this situation. Natalie says this isn't the first time she's targeted on the first um, on the first day. You know, yes. getting targeted first isn't new. Yeah. Is what she she'd said. been there before. So we get we get to the actual challenge. And I'll be honest, my expectations were that Natalie was going to blast through this. Not the case. It's a neck and neck race. This is harder than it than it seems because there are points in which in the middle of this you have to get over a hump. Yeah. And and it seems like the both of them have landed at this hump and they cannot get over this hump. And Ashley gets her legs over the hump first. God, they make it look like these two are battling neck and neck and moving. They make it seem like they're moving for I would say a full commercial, like full block until they hit a commercial break. Nothing is happening, but the music seems like something's happening, and everybody cheering, and the interviews make it seem like something's happening. But like nothing is happening. You're. Not, I mean, they are just kind of hanging. You're there. not. They're like swinging, but not moving. They're moving you're, you're in not, inches. You know. Eventually, yeah, Ashley gets her legs over a hump, but then it seems like Natalie maybe gets the idea of the momentum and pops herself over the hump. She makes it to the one side first, but then Ashley comes afterwards and she gets it to the one side, but Natalie is already maybe a quarter of the way down, and then uh, they're both racing to the end, and then finally... Well, before we get to who wins, I want to say something about what's going on from the sidelines. Mm Mm-hmm. Which is, I hear Wes shouting at Natalie, show them why they are never going to beat you. And I wrote that down because I think it's such a fun, good coaching line. Yeah. And I was like, here's, this is why your partner's with Wes. Right. You know? Um, and then, Nick, do you want to say who wins? Wes has done this with D. Remember when Wes did this with Louise Hazel as well? On, yes. on Wes? I mean, Wes knows who to pick. Okay, guys, I know we keep bringing up fresh meat, <laughs> but this is such a 180 from Wes's first challenge with his relationship much, he, with his partner. He pretty much called all of the women on that show ugly bitches. Like <laughs> dumb, every, dumb, slow, dumb, slow bitches uh, every episode with his mohawk. Um, so many years ago. Different guy, I guess. Um, he's got a monster truck now. Um, back-to-back race, neck-to-neck, wrist-to-wrist, ankle-to-ankle. So... Natalie wins. Natalie, Natalie wins. wins. Thank Natalie God. I mean, uh, yeah, it was uh, unfortunately. It feels unceremoniously because you got you got uh, TJ, and he's like, okay, uh, actually, unfortunately, you couldn't do it. And we'll see you, and she leaves, and that's it. I mean, TJ really wraps up Ashley quick. No, like you're an excellent competitor. I'm sure we'll see you in the future. None of that. He's just no. like, couldn't do it. Bye. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, Lolo in an interview says she hopes that it shows all the vets that these rookies came to play. See, this is what I find funny. This is what I like. Yeah, these rookies came to play. It's like, yeah, you and Natalie, they're scared of you. (laughs) You're not rookies. You're prospects. Um, yeah, they, I guess they've given up on the prospect language. They're yeah, back to the so. rookies. Was, did prospect have something to do with the theme of, of total, total madness? madness? I don't know. Mm. Cam in an interview is like, yeah, Ashley's my friend, but like, you know, it's one less uh, champion for me to worry about. So that's good. Yeah, they do show Cam like being like, bye, like yeah. in a nice way where I'm like, oh, if I was Ashley, I'd be so fucking pissed. Yeah, Ashley gives a very teary goodbye. She doesn't feel good about this, no, you know? She's like, so I tough. thought people were my friends, but they're not my friends. And yeah. this house is. <laughs> and then um, TJ congratulates Natalie. He goes, hey, Natalie, there's a twist. There's another twist. As the winner, you have a very big decision to make. Do you want to stay with your partner, Wes? Mm. Or do you want to take the loser's partner, CT? Or do you want to infiltrate and steal anyone's partner up there besides the double agents? Wow. 
Um, yeah. And we do not find out her choice this week. We you know what I find interesting? Cliffhanger for next week. You know what I find interesting? What? There's no, there's no same-sex teams. No. Which they didn't announce that the teams had to be a member of the opposite sex. But it clearly it does if there's going to be female no, eliminations I, I, and guys I eliminations. No, I think that CT did say that. I think uh, TJ did say that. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. I'm just realizing it now because I'm like, can she pick anyone? Well, like, because could she you pick guys, Lola? Because Anissa, remember when Anissa, you go, pick any of the guys there. Oh, So that's okay. kind of how we learned about that. Okay. Um, okay, and that was the end of the episode. Folks, this was a good episode. Wait, hold on. Oh, is there more? Yeah, there's more. Oh, go for it. Tori in an interview says the game just got flipped on its head. Okay, is that and it? And then Leroy in an interview says, Natalie, if you're smart, you're going to run from Wes. We don't know what she does. I think she stays with Wes. I am sure she stays with Wes. Because at this point, I don't know that they're going to get called out again. Yeah. Well, maybe on a guy's day, but then that's not her fault. Then she, she, she don't go home. Yeah. Oh, we don't know. That's the big thing. We don't know. If she doesn't pick CT, does CT go home? Are are CT and Wes gonna have to battle? Like, what's going on? I think I think if she doesn't pick CT, CT's gonna go home. You think so? I think so. And then and then I think Wes goes home. What? If she picks CT, okay. Yeah. There's not enough people on the show. She can't. There's no partners. There's it's an odd amount of people. Oh. If so, she picks CT. Wes just goes home. So like okay. So I think it might be. So if she picks CT, Wes goes home. If she picks, if she stays with Wes, if she stays with Wes, CT goes home. If she picks Corey, then Tori is Wes's partner, and Wes and CT goes home. Do you know what I mean? What happens? Oh, yeah. Okay, that's complicated. So, like, uh, like, so, uh, you know, like, who? If you were, if you were Natalie, who would you pick? Fessy. You can't pick Fessy. Oh yeah, he's a double totally. agent. Jesus. <laughs> Nom. Darrell. Darrell. Let's say Nam, right? Yeah. That means Lolo is now Wes's partner and CT goes home. That's how oh, I think that would happen. I don't think they're going to send CT and, and Lolo. Like, everybody can't go home. I don't know. But it, they can probably switch it up as as they do. So, Folks, that has been our first recap of the 36th season of The Challenge. We thank you so much for listening. Do us a favor. If you liked us, go to Apple Podcasts and rate us five stars. Um, you can find everything Reality Blows related over at realityblowspodcast.com. Uh, there you can find our Instagram, which is uh, at Reality Blows Podcast. You can find our Twitter at Reality Blows Pod. And you can find our Patreon, which is patreon.com forward slash Reality Blows, in which you can sign up for the $5 bonus tier and get two bonus episodes a month. And our first bonus episode of December is going to drop in a couple of days, and it's about movies. So make sure you're in for that. And as always, may your TJ give you the hang loose sign. And uh, may he not get his hands cut off by a chopper. Bye. Bye. <laughs>